What's poppin' everyone? KP here, and I have a very special guest with us today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Michael Curtis Johnson. I am uh, an assistant professor in film production, and I'm the chair of the Cinematic Arts and Theater Department here at UNA, and I'm also the head programmer of the George Lindsay Film Festival. Yeah, so um, can you kind of explain the history of the George S. Lindsay Film Festival? Like, what is it and how did it come to be? Uh, so George Lindsay is a, an alum of uh, the University of North Alabama. He's an, uh, an actor who uh, has been various uh, films and television roles, um, you know, some Disney movies, uh, television series, MASH, people know him from the Andy Griffith show, uh, his character of uh, Goober is known, but he, um, he wanted to do something to uh, get the film industry going in the Northwest Alabama. And so 25 years ago, uh, founded the, the George Lindsay uh, Film Festival. And that was a way to bring filmmakers from literally across the world uh, here to the Shoals, but then also uh, give an opportunity for films that were shot in Alabama and produced in Alabama to screen so that the like greater film community uh, could could see them. And it's the oldest uh, or longest running film festival in Alabama. It's going to be the 25th year this year. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a real part of uh, the, the community here for a very long time. And then the, the film community at large uh, for a while as well. Yeah, it's really awesome. And um, actually, it's funny. Um, George S. Lindsay is the reason I came to UNA because I oh. found out one, he was an alum, and two, I um, when the I found out the theater was named after him. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the George S. Lindsay Film Festival. I mean, I think it's an amazing thing because there aren't many colleges that have something like that so close to home. No, and it's um, they usually say. I mean, most film festivals last a year, and so for this one to be going for as long as it, long as it has is is pretty astonishing. And um, yeah, it's uh, he's really left a long legacy here. Uh, so I think it's a pretty special thing, like you said, especially on a university campus that gives, I, th- I think, students the opportunity uh, to show their their films right alongside uh, professionals from you know across the country and across the world. And so, yeah, it's a, it's it's really unique in that regard. And I think we're we're really lucky to be able to have the festival. Yeah. So, um. How many of the films that are showing involve CAT, either alum, faculty, or um, like current students? So we'll have a uh, UNA CAT um, uh, screening showcase that's going to be taking place on um, the Thursday um, in the festival. And I'm, I'm thinking there's probably close to, maybe close to 10 films from CAT, uh, current CAT students or alumni. There's... Um, a lot of students who've actually were finalists in the screenplay categories. I think that's kind of, uh, I, th- I would like to think that has something to do with the fact that we have a lot of screenwriting courses that are a part of the curriculum and we're, we really focus on storytelling. And so I think that's why there's a great, uh, strong outshow, uh, showing up of, of in that, in those kind of categories. Uh, it it kind of depends by year too, like w- which students have the initiative to um, submit their films and show their films. But I think I think we'll be pretty well represented uh, this year. But yeah, we'll have we'll have films uh, from across across the world really playing at the festival. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about some of the films that we'll be showing? Sure. I mean, we got to this is uh, I, I, I'm not just being hyperbolic. I mean, this is I, I've been programming for five years 
for the festival. And this, this is, has been my favorite program of films that we've ever uh, programmed before. I think we have some really special ones um, and the quality has really improved. I think as, as some of the uh, more visibility has come towards the festival, we have some films that screened recently at Slam Dance and Sundance. Um, you know, for, for example, it's, it's, they, they run a real wide spectrum of films. There's a, uh, one of my personal favorites is in the youth section. And it was a, a pair of uh, high school students uh, filmed a feature film over the course of their senior year. And they, they told everyone that they were a part of the yearbook committee and that they were filming this stuff for the yearbook, but they were actually making this narrative film the whole way without anyone knowing. And it was just sort of that independent spirit uh, uh, that, that really makes the film a lot of fun and it's really impressive. Um, you know, there's also a, uh, another favorite of mine is a, a student film from uh, a grad student uh, made the film, uh, Connor, uh, called uh, I, Re I Remembered It Rained, which is um, he's originally from Alabama. He's shown films at the festival before. Uh, it's, a, it's a really impressive film uh, in the student category that I, that I think is a really, really enjoy. And then um, another highlight, I think, is Planet uh B234, which is one of our faculty members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Keely Sheridan, one of our faculty members who, who, who made a feature, directed a feature film herself uh, that, that, that I think a lot of people will enjoy. It's a really good sci fi independent film, very ambitious, uh, great performances. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one to check out. So, um, why do you think it's important for non filmmakers to explore film as an art form? Well, to, for to explore themselves, I, I think, you know, I've taught cinema appreciation here for, for a while. Um, and, and usually that, that's a gen ed course and it's, you know, designed for students who have no background in film to take. And it, it's an experience that I enjoy. And I think it's an experience that a lot of students enjoy just because on a larger level, I, I think so much of our communication these days comes from um, visual the visual audio kind of world um medium uh, particularly and i think sometimes it's, it's really easy to be passive when it comes to images and sounds that we're hearing and and i think people sometimes are trying to communicate in a lot of different different ways and if you're not sort of conscious of the ways uh that's happening um it can be kind of worrisome i mean sometimes it can be used for really good things it, it you know i uh Roger Ebert always said that film was a, a, a um, uh, it was an empathy machine. It was a way for us to live in other people's shoes for a while. Uh, but there's also the other side of the spectrum with that. It's there's propaganda and, and ways to really manipulate people with with through communication and images can be very strong. And and so I think it's it's one good good to be a student even if it's not something and and kind of look into what goes into filmmaking. But I also think it's this. Um, you know, a very young art form uh, when you compare it to some, some others like music or visual arts. Um, but, it, but it's a very powerful one. It's, it utilizes just about every element of art in it, whether it's design, music, images, sound. Uh, it's really incorporating everything and uh, performance uh, when it comes uh, as well. Um, and so I think it's a really special thing in that regard. So I think anyone who is, you know, we, we look at it as, as entertainment a lot and it should be that. I think we should enjoy ourselves sometimes, but it's really a powerful, powerful art form. And um, 
I think just because it's young, sometimes it doesn't get the same appreciation as that, um, as some of the other, some of the other art forms. Yeah. So you obviously have a very strong connection to film, sort of what's your story with film? Like, um, kind of, when did you discover your spark for it? When did you know this is what I want to do? Um, I think like a lot of, like a lot of filmmakers, um, you know, I always, I, I always loved movies and I mean, any, a lot, anyone can say that it's almost like saying like, I like music, you know, that's, that's obvious for a lot of people. A lot of people like those. Um, but I did, I like, I worked in a video store when I was in high school, which was a good experience. Um, you know, I didn't, I definitely didn't have any art programs or anything like that in my high school where I went to, where I could explore any of that. I didn't really run around in my backyard making movies like a lot of kids do. Like they know from the age of like five or six that they want to make films. And for me, I, uh, I actually didn't really get into filmmaking until I was an undergrad and I took a, I took a film appreciation course and, uh, it saw some films that, you know, were, um, some European films and black and white films where at the time, you know, it wasn't necessarily my jam. It wasn't the thing that I, that I wanted to see, but, um, there was one film in particular uh, called La Ventura by a, um, an Italian filmmaker, Michelangelo Antonioni. Um, it was starring Monica Vitti, who just died uh, this past week, a, a great uh, Italian actor. Um, and I wouldn't even describe it as like one of my favorite films to this day, but it was this moment when um, film as like a cinematic language is not just a way to, even not as just a way to tell stories, but kind of the way you tell a story. And, and, and how it is about the form and, and basically how you frame a shot and how you move the camera and how you edit and these essential things that are very particular to film, you know, it kind of, for some reason, it, it never really clicked to me until then. It was just storytelling and performance. And after that, I was, I was, I was hooked. And, and so I, I say sometimes I came in kind of late knowing that I wanted to, to do this, but it was definitely through academia where it happened. And, and I think even from back then, it was something that I wanted to, I knew I wanted to teach as much as I love making film, you know, teaching was a very important part of the process too. So that's kind of what drew, drew me, drew me into it was, was, was school. And then, um, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, was in Los Angeles for about 15 years and prim primarily was, making films or working on films before I got here to North Alabama. And so now I'm, you know, teaching and, and trying to make my own stuff and trying to work with students. And um, yeah, I'm just, uh, it's, it's my life now. I, I'm committed to it and I love it. Yeah. So what do you think makes the cat department so special? Uh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's the students um, more, more than anything, you know, it's a, um, you know, we're a young, we're a young program uh, in terms of, of this, combining film and theater together. Uh, it's, we've only been around for a year, exactly. Uh, I think the tradition here for theater in the area has always been robust. I think we've had a film program here for a while, but it was a particularly like inspired idea, I think, to bring those two together. And I think it's we're already sort of seeing the benefits of what that is. Um, and more and more, we're trying to incorporate uh, experiential learning and hands-on learning by doing projects, you know, mixing, mixing projects up where students can work with professionals, um, whether it's in theater or whether it's in film, like this weekend, we, you know, I had, I, I shot a project with some students and uh, where students were primarily producing and, and with DP, you know, I, I was so impressed by the caliber of the work, uh, the students were doing. And, you know, it, it, there was no difference between the professional 
uh, films that I've worked on recently. Um, you know, you, you rarely see that without hiccups. And it was a great experience uh, creatively, but also professionally. And, you know, my hope is that we can kind of continue to grow as this uh, cool little, you know, uh, uh, film program where it's, it's small enough where, you know, you get the attention and get to be able to do the work you want to do, uh, but, but still sort of gives you the opportunity, whether you want to move off and go to Los Angeles and work in the industry out there or make your own way here in Alabama by creating your own production company or shooting films right here. I think film isn't so, it's becoming decentralized. It doesn't just have to happen in certain regions. I think it can be happen anywhere. And I think we're in a really unique moment in time for film, uh, technology wise and, and, and otherwise where uh, there's a real opportunity for a lot of people to do it that didn't really have that opportunity for the first 150 years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I really like what you said about the, um, you know, bringing this together because theater and film people think it's so different and it is like I, I wouldn't say that acting for the stage is the same as acting for the screen but the cat program gives you a chance to do both um and it really I mean it's kind of genius because if a film major needs like an actor for something they have like a whole category to choose from and the actors are getting experience while the filmmakers are getting to you know do what they love it's just I, I could talk for years about the cat program it, it, it's really great it, it's been like a dream come true for me yeah um, it's 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 a great it's a great relationship and it's um I think sometimes do people do think the way that you do there there some people would say that like you know they're they're very similar because they're acting and storytelling other people would say they're very different just because of the formal aspects of them but I'll just say like on a practical level it's um if you want to be an actor not only should you know how to work for the stage and screen, like I was, I was reading something about from Philip Seymour Hoffman, the actor recently, where he was saying like, great, one of the best film actors of all time. And he was always just saying that he was committed to theater and that's the reason why he did it. And it, the film thing just sort of happened, he said. Um, but I think that's the reality professionally or creatively. It's like, we, we have to be creators now, you know, whether it's Bo Burnham or, you know, uh, uh, any no any number of filmmakers are doing or filmmakers are I'm sorry creators actors filmmakers are doing multiple multiple things they're writing um, they're shooting and that's kind of the reality of the world we live you, you got to do more than one thing so I think being able to have these two departments work together is a is a really great uh, great thing yeah for sure so what advice do you have for aspiring filmmakers. Um, there's, you know, I, I, I kind of fall back on some of the, the same things, you know, I, I think that it's, uh, you know, you could say watch a lot of movies, um, you could say go to film school, uh, you could say get hands on experience, I think all of those things are really good, but they're, they're, they're kind of things you don't think about too, it's like, um, you know, read more, like read books, uh, walk places instead of driving, you know, get to, get to know people, take up things like photography or other art forms. I think, you know, making your taking classes that you don't feel necessarily fall within the spectrum of film. It's just become a more fully formed human being. Um, just because, I mean, going back on that idea of empathy and, and cinematic language and voice, I mean, really the commodity that you come out of, whether it's film school or as a filmmaker, 
is that no one tells a story the way you do, or no one uses the craft the way you do. And there's all the stuff with the technical things like the camera and the lights and editing and, and all of that. But it, it really, what it ends up coming down to is like your personal voice and, and how you can tell, do something different than anyone else can. And so I think to do that, you have to be, you know, you have to explore a lot of different things. And I think once you've established that voice, you know, the cream rises to the top and you're, you know, worrying about things like breaking into the industry, um, it almost becomes secondary uh, in, into just really finding out who you, who you are and what kind of work you want to do um, is, is kind of where you need to get before you even think about stuff like, how do I get an agent or how do I, you know, how do I get a job? It's like, do, do I have a voice? Um, and then the, the second thing just that I would say that I, that I always try to re repeat to students and, and anyone I meet is, is don't ask for anyone's permission. Um, if you're a filmmaker or if you're an actor, like say what you are. Um, a lot of times we want to be validated by money or, you know, having, having, oh, I've got this job or I've got this degree specifically, that's in the end, not what it's about. What, it, what it's about is you sort of taking that title yourself and being confident in it. It's not something you dabble in. It's not a hobby. It's what you do. It's who you are. So I think the last part would just be like, don't wait for anyone's permission. And, and with film particularly and acting, it can be hard sometimes because it's not like painting where if you want to just go paint a picture, you could do it. Or even photography, you need no one else to do that. Film is collaborative and, and you need people around you, but you're not going to find your, your team and you're not going to find people to work with if, you, if you're not at least confident enough to say like, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker or I'm an actor and this is what I do. So uh, just don't ask for permission when it comes to, when it comes to this. Yeah, um, I think that's that, that's a really good answer. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? Any anything you want to plug, like a website, social media? Well, as, as far as, as as far as the school goes, yeah, I mean, you can go to una.edu cat if you're interested in um, filmmaking or theater. You know, we're we're a degree program, but we're also in many ways a, a service, I think, to the university and the community. So if you're if you're interested in acting or if you're interested in theater and you're interested in film. Can still be a part of what we're doing. It's not exclusive to just the the academic side of things, you know. So I would just say, if you have any interest in in you're at UNA, um, uh, we just want to kind of collaborate with people. So music, art, mar I'm sure we could use a lot of business help. Um, any of that stuff would be we'd be love to work with anyone like that. All right. So are you ready for our final segment? Sure. All right, so uh, this is called Pop 3Q, and I think I, I may have said this last time, we haven't really gotten to use the name a lot because we just got it like the end of um, last semester, but it's called Pop 3Q. So are you ready for your first question? Mm, go, go for it, fire it at me. Uh, so who would you say is the best actor of all time? Ooh, oh man, that's, that's, a, that's a hard one. The best actor of all time. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even know if I'd be able to say specifically who the best actor is right now. Um, I, I would feel, I don't even want to um, sort of, if, because if, if I went out, I like Tony Long is one of my favorite actors. He's, he's Chinese. Um, but if I was to kind of limit it to uh, 
even Americans. I think it's a cliche to say, but when people go like Meryl Streep is one of the best actors, uh, she really is. I mean, it's kind of incredible the 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 range that she has. Um, and just the career that she has. And some people go like, oh, that's kind of an easy answer. And it's like, well, have you really seen a lot of her movies? And sometimes people really haven't. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll say they've saw one or two. And it's like, I think only by seeing the kind of variation in what she does, uh, you get really get a kind of appreciation uh, for just how good she is. And then, you know, um, and then next I'd probably say like Denzel Washington. I mean, it just seems so, so effortless in kind of what he does. And he's one of those, you know, one of those actors where um, no matter what he what what he does, you know, I'm just there for that. I mean, he could re- he could read a phone book, um, <laughs> and I would and I would go see you know a film from his. So it, it doesn't matter what the film's about. It, it's something that I would just I would love to see. But I, like I said, I mean, unfortunately, like I just mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he he was an actor that I. I I would have maybe put that distinction on um, when he was he was still with us, and so it's hard. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard question to answer, but um, yeah, those yeah. would be two that I think are really great actors. Yeah, I never hear many people say Meryl Streep is their favorite actress. A lot of people, I don't know. I I just think she is so talented. Like even if you've only ever seen Mamma Mia, is that not yeah. is that not enough? It shows you. I mean, it shows you the range to go from from something like that to uh, Double Wears Prada or yeah. you know, even her more serious work. And I also say, like, uh, I think Kate Blanchett is another one of those chameleon actors who can do no wrong. Tilda Swinton. Swindon. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, there are a lot of great actors working right now. It's um, not knowing what the question was coming. I wish we had a little bit more time to think about it. But those are two that I think people would say. Yeah, like people might say that she's her fa- their favorite actor, but she's she's pretty pretty good, pretty great. Um, so this next one may be another hard one. Um, is there any film that you feel like you're supposed to like, but you just don't? Oh, ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I I mean, I always like to say that you know, there's I think there's something you can find. Just about any film, you know, I, I rarely, you know, I'm always kind of appalled when people say they like walk out of movies. Um, I think sometimes you just you have to stop watching a movie because life happens and you're, and you're at home or something watches it. But I, but I rarely do that, to be honest, like even if it's a movie I'm not loving. Um, I'm trying to think if recently I will give you I will give you a couple examples recently of movies that I think are good and it would it would be debatable if we were to talk about them. Um I'll, I'll stick with one. Uh, West Steven Spielberg just did a remake of West Side Story, and it's technically flawless. The acting's great. Uh, it still has a lot of the spirit of the original West Side Story. It's it's a really well done movie. Um, it's it's hard to debate that. But there's also a part of me that's like it's kind of unnecessary. It's like the not not, and I'm not even one who says like never make remake movies. It's just the original for whatever reason. I don't think it really needed to be in, improved upon. And so there's sometimes are these interesting movies that are, are classics that get remade where I would rather see a, a filmmaker remake a bad movie or remake an uneven movie and try to do something new and different with it and see if a different approach would work. It's sometimes strange to me to just take like a really great iconic film like West Side Story and then just do a remake of it. And I think we that happen, tends to happen a lot um, these days because there's just a built-in audience for it but yeah that would that, that would be a film recently that I could kind of count for that 
Yeah. And I do like what you said about like how I, I think, especially as filmmakers, like we tend to, we can like differentiate like our personal feelings and like what's good like um I always make people laugh because I'm like yeah I don't like the godfather is Mm -hmm. it one of the best movies of all time yeah I I don't like watching it it's great oh it's fantastic (laughs) yeah I think that I think that's a lot of what film school is too it's like it's showing a lot of things and I think even even from the academic side it's almost like sometimes you have to go to the source to kind of see like the original like like we will watch silent films in class or, or and it's even hard to look because it's like you we know that the language of film has kind of progressed since then. And so we know there's an awkwardness to it already when we're watching it. Like it doesn't always quite feel right or they move slow, but I think sometimes it's good to see like where some of these like foundational ideas began. Cause then now, cause we take so many of them for granted these days where I think it's um, a good part of the process. So yeah, I think part of it can be appreciating it without necessarily lo- loving it. You know um, it's an important, important part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I do, I, I guess I do have um, you and um, specifically JP, because when I, um, when he taught cinematic language, that was like the biggest thing. Like, I realized there were so many movies that like, I did not like, I was like, I hate this. But then I was like, mm. but this is cool. This is cool. Mm. This is- <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, when it's when you see the intent, when you when you can su- kind of see the intent, and you see the reason you can kind of finally know the reasons why. Um, like not not to go like we won't talk about too long but I, I like in one film that I show in cinema appreciation is film Eraserhead from David Lynch yeah, and, and, yeah that's that's yeah. one of the ones I was thinking of. yeah time and time again people will see it and there's a good there's a, a, a you know a, a huge amount of people who say like like what what was that <laughs> I have no idea what I was watching but but I think you know but I'm also kind of blown away that you know, there's a lot of people who can put their own sort of personal taste aside and then see the merits of, of kind of what it's trying to do uh, in, in a formal and creative sense. So, yeah. Yeah. And especially not trying to like give an analysis like on air, but like um, Eraserhead, I mean, it's kind of supposed to be uncomfortable. Like it's mm-hmm. not, I, and I think that's, there's a lot of films that like aren't supposed to be comfortable. And I think a lot of people aren't able to realize intent with stuff. It's yeah, I mean, I think it's hard too because it's like I I mean a lot of times, you know, I want to go to the movies to just to be entertained too or to or to or to kind of check out. And I don't want I mean life life sometimes can be hard enough, you know. The why would I want to put myself through something? So there's a num so many movies that I would say like movies that have really had a profound effect on me that I will say immediately after I see him, like, I never want to see that again. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like too much. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't want to put myself through that again. Uh, but, but, but that's, but that just shows you how, how powerful, you know, that can be. And so sometimes it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of differentiating the escapism from, you know, those films where you have to be a little bit patient and, and you have to kind of endure them. You have to kind of get through them. Yeah. For sure. So are you ready for the last question? I'm ready. Here we go. This is the most important question. Uh, What's your go-to dance move? Oh, my go-to dance move. Uh, I mean, my, my, my thing usually is uh, more and more. I mean, I, you'd be surprised. I, I, I had a a, a pretty good dance, you know, non-professional dance career like I for, for any party any, any <laughs> club I, I would dance more than you might think uh one of the funny things I like to say is when my I played football in high school my nickname was the dancing bear 
because they said <laughs> I, had, I had I had feet like a like light feet like a dancing bear. I but I tend to do this thing where I put my hand in my pocket, uh, and and I always felt like for weddings and stuff it would give you this sort of. I don't know, it would give you this kind of little thing where you're cool enough to keep one hand in your pocket, but then, you know, you have your other hand waving around. So it's a little bit like a, like a, a, a physical mullet. It's a little bit of business and a little bit of fun, um, but with body movement. So. I have never heard anything described as a physical mullet. So yeah. I think you've just given me like a new phrase to use yep. over yep. you, actually. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest, especially on short notice. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have any closing remarks for our listeners? Yeah, just, I mean, uh, come out to the George Lindsay Film Festival first weekend in March. It's running from Wednesday till uh, Saturday. And if you go to the georgelindsay.com, uh, don't hold me to that. If you just Google the George Lindsay Film Festival, the, the schedule will be up there. So you can take a look at what films are playing. And there's a kickoff party on Thursday, um, uh, and so there's, there's, and everything is free and open to the public, so you don't need tickets or anything like that. You can just show up. So I think it's uh, uh, worth worth checking out. Yeah. Um, thank you again, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.